Hey, this is Brent Johnson. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. The show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups, handcrafting the very best guitar pickups all the way down in Detroit. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. And to support the No Sleep Till Sudbury show on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash Brent Jensen Music. All right, this week, Juno Award winner and platinum-selling artist Mr. Barney Bentall makes his return to the show. He's here to talk about his new recording project entitled Ranch Writers. Here he is. Barney Bentall, welcome back to the show, sir. I I enjoyed having you uh, back in 2018, I think it was. It's good to have you back. Thanks for taking the time. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, last time, of course, we did it in downtown Toronto, and right now I'm in... uh, the foothills of uh, Alberta, yeah. uh, outside of Calgary, and I assume you're in Toronto. I am. Uh, yeah, so interesting, different circumstances. Two years later, and and uh, but it's good to be talking to you again. Yeah, thank you. Likewise, you know that that was a highlight for me. You playing uh, something to live for, and I think that kind of yeah. came together by accident because you were on your way to either a rehearsal or a show, and you happened to bring a guitar with you. And yeah. you very graciously played my favorite Bentall song, which I thought was really cool. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember that. It was, uh, that was such a wild, uh, you know, with just the venue that we did it in. Uh, I sort of w- weren't aware that those kind of clubs existed still. But, uh, but I was happy to play it for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to talk today about the brand new album that you have released under the project title Ranch Writers on September 17. Yeah. And the record was uh, a collaboration between yourself and Spirit of the West's Jeffrey Kelly. And so yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that this came together on your ranch in BC last year. Is that right? Well, it, it, it's come together over a couple of years. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey and his wife, Allie, um, and my wife, Cass, and myself, We've been friends for probably close to 40 years now. Mm. So they're dear friends and they, with some other friends, would come up to the ranch, you know, a few times a year. And Jeffrey and I, when people were doing other things, we would just sit and play <laughs> guitar together. And Jeffrey was working in, in an open tuning. There's this wonderful musician, Jackie Levin, mm-hmm. I think he's Scottish, and, and he played in this certain open tuning and Jeffrey got, you know, I mean, Jeffrey is a world-class player, you know, with the whistles and flutes. Mm-hmm. But I love his guitar playing, and he works in this open tuning. So he would often come with the... First, for first we would just muck around both playing in it, yeah. uh, because open tunings kind of unlock the mind. You know, you, 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 don't, you don't go down prescribed routes, or you all of a sudden discover something you really like and realize it might be another version of a three-chord song, but you don't think of it that way. Yeah. So he would work that way, and then very quickly we sort of got to this point where I, I would just work in standard tuning, and the two, we finger-picked really, you know, it, it, it works really well together. It's it's very compatible. Mm-hmm. So we would just keep putting these songs together, we kind of tied because they all happened up at the ranch in the area where the ranch is in the Caribou. We would sort of give them titles along those, you know, from some of the place names. Okay. And uh, we would... Uh, you know, at a certain point, we had quite a few of them. And then, uh, of course, the the pandemic happened. Mm. And the, this wonderful engineer that I worked with on my last record, he was coming up to record friends of ours, Jason and, and Ferris Romero. Okay. And, and 
they, uh, he said, can I, you know, they, he and his wife were eager to get out of Vancouver at that time. This was the, in the heart of it, you know, the lockdown. Mm. And, and so we said, I said, why don't we, I said to Jeffrey, why, why don't we make a record, you know, and it's not going to cost very much. We had no expectations of getting a record deal or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was, we just were doing this to kind of formalize something that we, we love doing. And that kind of gave us another kick to, to actually put it together, make sure there's 10 or 12 tunes. And then, and then, so we recorded them up at the farm and it was just in the old ranch house and, and it was just a beautiful experience, you know, mm. we all kind of cook collaboratively. Then we'd play some music, go for a hike, you know, uh, you know, I got some people up on horses that had never been on horses before. It was, <laughs> it just, it felt like a magical time. And, and for those that were sort of stuck in the city and, you know, anybody who's, you know, a lot of those folks over the last uh, 18 months, but, but, uh, you know, all of a sudden we had the songs and then we went and finished them in Vancouver and then we sent them from basically from coast to coast for people, uh, various friends that were so willing to play on it. Mm. And, uh, and then, and then the idea right from the beginning was really to dedicate this to John Matt, memory of John uh, Matt. So, nice. So, and here we are, you know, and then, uh, my good friend, my dear friend, Craig Northey from the odds and, such a part of the musical landscape. It was his son, incredible filmmaker, and starting to become, you know, really doing so well. He just did a really great video for Colin James and he's done a few for, for me. Oh. He came up to the ranch and he and his, the, the cinematographer, of course, thought they died and gone to heaven. There's lots of scenery there. <laughs> and so we did, we did a couple of videos and, you know, which is just, uh, the response to this record has been wonderful. You know, uh, I even think of my, my wife, wonderful person, and I, she, she's wanted to listen to this record more than any of my <laughs> others. I, think. So, I don't know what that says, but, but it's like, well, let's play that Ranch Raiders thing again. So, yeah, response been great. Well, no, I, I can see why. I mean, I, I, I listen to the record very relaxing. So it's a it's a twelve song instrumental record. You know, in addition to you and Jeffrey playing guitar, there's a host of other instruments. It might be Jeffrey playing woodwinds. I think there's a song called Winter Flood, that yeah. is just you know it's perfect for the cottage. I mean, that's, that's kind of how I feel when I when I listen to it. It's it's a great record. It's very lush. There's some really nice melodies on it. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, how, how did you guys mic the guitarist for recording to get that sound that you did? Well, John Ram, the engineer, is just brilliant. We were all in one room. Like, oh. we put the drum kit. So, on, you know, on, on, a, on any given track, like, like say that Bonaparte Plateau one, you mm-hmm. know. So, Jeff Hicks is on drums. He plays with Colin James all the time. And Matt Kelly from City and Color. Oh. He, he, he wasn't there, but he played later. And Kendall Carson plays with Alan Doyle. Okay. They did their parts after, but we we sat in this one room, so the tr- drums were just behind a couch, and he played so sensitively because the mics for our guitars, like I don't want to go too much into Nerdland here, but they had to be pretty hot yeah. and open because you know we're finger picking. But we would just he just had really beautiful mics. I forget which you know I forget which ones. But, you know, we, we basically sat looking at each other, very rarely used a click track, and we just played uh, together. And so, I mean, you hear lots of drums in our guitar mics, but yeah, we were just looking at each other. We tried to recreate, that's where most of the song, it was, it was the old 
ranchos from the 1920s that, yeah. that we where we wrote much of this stuff so we just recorded it in there and of course it's all the old logs you know no kind of hard reflective surfaces and the engineer was just in the room there too you're all you know sort of plunked in there together yeah no it, it's, it's got a great it fits right it's got a great organic feel in the intro to i think it's fred neal you can hear you know the first track starts and then the second track opens up for a couple of beats before the guitar actually comes in which is really cool Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm, I love when people notice that kind of nuance. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I, that's kind of your candy and that I love. And it's also what makes you realize that it was, it was done by, you know, human beings. Exactly. Recording together in a room, you know? Yeah. And I, my son, Dustin was there and his partner, Trixie, she's a great musician. She, and they were, everybody's sitting there. So there was all these live mics. So, you know, we had to get it right or not perfect. I don't think it should ever be perfect. No. Get it right, or it feels right, all happening at the same time. Yeah, and again, that's organic. There's an authenticity to that that I love. I really uh, I really enjoyed the record. And you know that the intros to um, Black Tusk and Sea to Sky, for me, yeah. are reminiscent of Nick Drake's Brighter Later record, you know? Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. It's it's almost like, yeah. you know, I was wondering when I was listening to that if that's the kind of stuff that maybe he might be doing now if he were still alive, you know? Oh, you kidding? That's so spot on. I mean, that's, I mean, Jeffrey is such a, a student of music, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, one of those ones, I think Black Tusk, he felt it was kind of prog rock, Yeah. you know, and uh, but just uh, all those incredible Nick Drake records and all this stuff that had I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was it was magical. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I hear a little bit of Joni Mitchell in there. You know those mm. older records. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's good stuff, man. Very well done. So the the album came out on September seventeen. Yeah, it's all instrumental. I mentioned that before, but I, I think that, you know, people in these times, particularly, you know, people seek comfort even more so in music now. And, and the cool thing about what you've done here with this uh, instrumental record is that you're providing really a greater latitude to people to relax because words, you know, tend to confine people and they lead them a certain way. But, you know, you know, listening to this record, I found that you can go in any direction in terms of relaxation. So, well, thank you for that assessment and that's that's you know i said i don't know if what, jeffrey was insulted the first time i said this but i thought i think what we're trying to create is something that you put on on a sunday morning mm -hmm. and take a cup of coffee out into your porch or when you're having a glass of wine at night or something and just let it sort of wash over you yeah and not and and where you can kind of feel okay about it stirs lots of feelings, but it, but you, you can, you can kind of feel okay about things. Cause I, I just, I just felt for, for, for both of us, it was liberating. It was liberating not to try and come up with words and which is kind of arguably the, the more difficult part of songwriting in my opinion, mm -hmm. but just to where you could, you could let something wash over you and let your mind go where you, you know, where the music was taking it and also where you wanted to kind of steer things mm -hmm. instead of being led by the nose or, or trying to interpret what, you know, what's this person trying to say through the, the, the words of the lyrics of the song. So yeah. that's what it's for. It's, it's to make uh, it's a bomb 
not a B-O-M-B, but B-A-L-M for these times. B-A-L-M. Just to clarify. No, it's funny that you say that about Sunday morning because I often listen to the old Joni Mitchell records and uh, Brighter Later by Nick Drake. Especially if it's sunny, I find, you know, you have a nice cup of coffee, you're reading the paper and you put those on and it's very soothing. It just, it, it's yeah. so, you know, it's very calming. So, and uh, that's exactly what I get from this record. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So any uh, any plans to come back to Toronto? Uh, nothing, nothing in the near future. I, you know, I'm doing, I'm playing again. I'm doing, just done these shows, Last Waltz Revisited with Colin Linden and Jimmy Rankin in mm-hmm. Calgary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're they're sort of opening up. That's in their big theaters in Calgary and Edmonton. But, you know, playing, but it's 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 strange and it changes, you know. Yeah. Or that things start and be pulled and postponed in Vancouver. So, or, or in BC. But nothing yet for Toronto. But yeah. Looking forward to it. Good. Well, I hope so. Yeah, uh, I'd like to come out and see you for sure. Now, Barney, have you got uh, any songs for me that you wanted to talk about that make your skin vibrate particularly? Well, yeah, let's let's start with some. Uh, I'm I'm actually driving through the foothills with my daughter Jess. Oh, cool. And she's got a, a band in uh, just a second. It might I think it might be here. It's right here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll just roll the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. But, yeah. She's here, and she's got a great band called The Wild Hunting and the Kootenays with okay. two other women. And uh, the other day we were playing together, and we did Wheat Kings. Yeah, and nice. that was, that would be one that um, uh, you know I was thinking about. It. I don't think I've told Jess about this, but it's about you know David Milgarden, mm-hmm. and and I, I thought I thought about one legacy of the, the hip, and that I think they were very influential in terms of um, in terms of helping him to get released mm-hmm. you know like and and also advocating for people that are wrongfully convicted you know and there's a significant number of people like that you know where the justice system fails them and one time we were playing somewhere in ontario uh and his a rel- his brother or some or, or some relative came up and told us well told gary fraser who i wrote uh songs with back in the day mm-hmm. that he came out one possession that he came out of jail with was our our my record the something live for record wow. which had a song called she's my inspiration which was sort of about that kind of situation yeah and so i i don't know there's, there's all these connections and I, and I felt like that yeah that one that just happened to be in my mind because we sang it and you feel like you're you know you're in the world of ghosts if you're singing a hip song and, and uh, people that you know and mm. they're not there anymore you know um, so yeah, that was fun. That's great. Um, and he was about it. So it makes the hair stand up on my arms yeah. or my neck, you know? So, um, and then what else? Uh, oh, you know, I put, I put in the list. I just started thinking, well, you know, I want to make sure women are represented. I could, Joni Mitchell. Mm. I love the version of clouds from, is it from dreamland? It's the orchestral version. Oh, of, um, um, you know, it's funny. It's in the movie uh, Love Actually. Yeah. And Emma Thompson is the fact that her husband Alan Rickman in that that situation is, you know, possibly being unfaithful, and she listens to that song, and it's just like, oh, it it it, it just 
chills you. Yeah. And you realize how the first version of it in this sweet, amazing high voice and then this this orchestral version with it, with it, with with her kind of more smoky yeah. aging voice, which I found I find equally compelling, you know. And uh so that one and I also said Kathleen Edwards uh, looking for a soft place to soft place to fall, yeah. not land fall. I find just about anything she does like uh, moves me. There's such an emotional depth to it. Oh yeah. Um, you know. Have you heard uh, Away? Away? Yeah. No. She's got a song called Away. I can't remember yeah. what record it's on. It's it's just it's fantastic. Yeah. And you're right about the well, emotional depth. It just really moves you. Well, I'll check. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. And I also. Again, by the rodeo. Yeah. With uh, Jim, we spent a lot of time together, and not so much over the last year. But and I play that song with him quite a bit. And these various things we do, we host trips, various locations in the world. Mm-hmm. And that song always it, it it hits me because it it you know I think there's so many circumstances we find ourselves in that with that you know you you were looking forward to that point where you feel like yourself again, mm-hmm. you know, if you've lost your way, uh, you know, I think in the song it's, it's sort of from drinking or, you know, substance abuse, or it could be, you just, you know, uh, emotionally you're going through a difficult time and, and you're, you're looking. And I'm, I, I thought it spoke to the times too. And in, in a way right now, you know, I think we're all, we're all looking to a time where we feel like ourselves again. Oh yeah. But then we're really having confronted with the fact that maybe that's not, maybe we have to rethink that as well. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of, uh, you know, confusion, but, but also a desire to just feel, feel normal again. Yes, for sure. Prescient pick. And what are we at there? That's four, Uh, I believe. Well, I would, I would just have to, right now, I've been thinking so much about the Rolling Stone. Oh, wow. And with the passing of, of Charlie Watts. And, yeah. And uh, it's funny, I'm like, a, I'm a uh, behind the wheel drummer. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm driving, playing drums. Oh, with your fingers, yeah. <laughs> and so, playing without, like, not doing the hi hat when the snare gets hit. Or in yeah. the, my case, it's the steering wheel. And, and, uh, I'm going to say Wild Horses. Ah, nice. Great pick. Yeah. Recorded in Muscle Shoals, and and there's this little clip I was watching of him listening to the playback of Wild Horses Ah. in Muscle Shoals. You know, they went went to record there, you know, to get some of the sort of magic that that existed in that studio, and... and, um, He's just listening, and it, it, it's an Academy Award-worthy performance. Like, he's giving so little away, but giving so much away, and it's just mm. moving his eyes. And it was, you know, it just brought a tear to your eyes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a tough one for me, too. You know, he was, uh, he was definitely the engine behind the Rolling Stones for so, yeah. so long. You know, and it's funny, because you go back, and I'm a huge Stones fan, too. I went back and... And he, he wasn't a completely unsung hero, but he deserved a lot more attention and, and accolades, in my opinion. Just you listen to songs like Slave and Can't You Hear Me yeah. Talking and, and just the groove yeah. that, he, you know, it's it's unreal. Oh, I know. I know. You're so right. 
And, and, and I agree with you about maybe not getting the accolades, but I, I also think that he, that's where he, you know, at a certain point, you, you, you know, you you realize in some ways we end up where we kind of want to be or, or, or are, we're fortunate enough to, you know, have an influence on, on how we're perceived or, or, you know, where, where we end up in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I think oh, I've been great to be way more famous, at, you know, all the financial rewards on and on. And I think at a certain level, it, it, that's not my interest to be, I, I don't think I would have wanted it. I, I think I, I like a bit more peace and mm-hmm. I, and Charlie and, you know, arguably the, you know, the biggest band in the world. I think he liked, liked being not, you know, he had plenty of people that could take Oh yeah, center stage, and I think he was happy not to be that person. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree with that. He quietly went about his task, you know. Yeah, he never. Yeah. he was never yeah. big on the limelight. Yeah, and I like that about him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no glitz, no glamour. Well, that's a that's a good little list, my friend. Thank you very much for providing that. Oh, you're very welcome, Brent. It's it's uh, great to talk to you about it, and and I like I I always love you know we do. Part of our job is doing interviews, and and it's it's nice when somebody knows <laughs> that the you know the material are done, and and also does these interesting things because we want to talk about stuff that had a big impact on us, and you know, like I say, that's five songs that you just kind of come from my are drawn from the hat, but there's just so much material that that does that for me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I mean, it could be. 24-hour conversation and really just scratch scratch the surface <laughs> well you know what i'm always around so uh <laughs> i have time so you let me know when you've got your next five ready okay perfect all right barney thank okay. you so much for doing this i really appreciate you taking the time i'm a big fan and uh you know it's it's been great talking with you thank you right likewise thank you very much and we'll do it again and hopefully i get get out to ontario soon you bet. Yeah, please do. And, and let me know that I want to come and see you. Okay. And thanks for helping out with this Ranch Raiders thing. I think there's, you know, I, I, I just really love this record. And, and I also want to keep cherishing the memory of John Matt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they broke the mold with John. So certainly. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on the record. Thank yeah. you. All right. Take care. Sir. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Barney. That's all. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subway, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide.